0: My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023, and this is another episode of Lots to Talk About. And today I'm talking with Lamar Bergman Gross, uh, and we're discussing breaking free from that norm, breaking free from that corporate world, and pursuing that dream life that you know uh, you know is right for you. A little bit about uh, my guest, after spending 20 years working in tech as an engineer, a manager, and a director of engineering, she decided to pursue a lifelong calling. Uh, two years ago, she broke free from that and started living the life of her dreams, and today she's here to share her story and some advice on transitioning to remote work and how it can help you pursue the life you desire. And uh, with that, let me uh, and with that, uh, let me welcome to the show the more Bergman Gross. I think I got that right.
1: Yeah, thank Bergman. you so much, Brian, for the intro. Oh no, no problem.
0: Um, why don't you introduce yourself to uh, to my guests and or my my listeners? You're my guest. A little a uh, little backwards this morning, but why don't you introduce yourself and let them know kind of who you are, and then we'll circle back to uh, to to your story.
1: Yeah sure. So hi everyone. Uh, as Brian mentioned, I'm Limore. I'm based in Israel was just uh, you know rushing, rushing to come here on time uh, from traffic. Uh, and my background is basically software development and leading devel- software development organizations. And I actually used to live in the US up until three years ago. I got back oh, here you, to Israel. We were yeah. where are you? So I used to live in uh, Colorado the Denver metro area for six and a half years and then we move to we only live in places that start with a d so I'm just a joke so we moved to the Dallas metro area uh, oh. to Plano yeah where we live two and a half years and where are you at Brian uh, right now
0: well we travel actually we travel <laughs> the country in a in an RV uh, but right now we're actually a couple hours southeast of Dallas so between ah. Dallas and Houston
1: cool cool
0: yeah yeah we've been here for a couple months so we've been hanging out down here um so so you used to be in the corporate world and now you are you're a you're a mentor for people back in the corporate world um but how'd you get there how how did how did we get there did you follow that typical um Got to go to college, got to get a job, scrap, scrap, scrap through the corporate world. Is that kind of how you went? Tell, tell us tell us how your career kind of progressed.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So yes, the answer, yes, 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 yes. What I said, <laughs> like, okay. Are you reading my mind or what? So I, I kind of grew up in a pretty much normal middle-class family. Both of my parents worked whole their whole career in one place you know back then that was the norm so one generation above me and that was the norm and I kind of grew up knowing that okay you need to go to school like Robert Kiyosaki say always say right go to school get good grades go to college get good grades find a job and that's kind of what I did (laughs) that's the route I did to be honest I didn't know what I wanted to do To do, I actually posted recently on LinkedIn, like um, an article: "What do you want to do when you grow up?" I had no clue. I don't know about you. I still don't know know. what I want to (laughs) (laughs) do. Yeah, some people still don't know, and you know, and we realize along the way, right, the things that we love to do. I didn't know, but I did know that I I was good at STEM-related fields, math, physics, chemistry. I did a stint at like programming. Very little back then; it was not evolved as today. And I said, you know what? Sounds like a good profession. Everyone makes money, you know. So that's what I did. I mean, I the perceived...
0: future was bright, at least. At least it wasn't something that was going away um, yeah. at that time, for sure. I, I dabbled in it, too. I would have been in the mid to late 90s when I started. Um, and, yeah, I, did, I made it through the first class. And I was like, nah. man, I wish I had just kept going with it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, so you picked you picked software. Um,
1: yeah. So um, the the way to what I'm doing today, the road to what I'm doing today, was kind of long. It took me time to realize. So I knew that it was a good job for you know the income was good. And, you know the whole thing around it was good, but I didn't feel like a very strong passion to what I was doing. Like I wasn't born with a keyboard in my hand, right? I mean, it was okay. It was. Times was good, times were less good, but it was a good profession, but it was a job eventually.
0: It was a job. That's what it was. It was a job. It was a means to an end.
1: Yes, exactly. So I was, uh, I was bumped when the weekend was over, I was planning one vacation, you know, the next vacation. There's nothing bad about that, but that's not the life I wanted to live. I wanted to live, right? Right. Not to wait for the next vacation, for the next weekend, or for the next holiday. I wanted to live the moment. And what happened was that uh, at the beginning of 20 or end of 2016, a company approached me and asked me if I wanted to mentor engineering managers. It was completely, you know, voluntarily, you know, and I said, yes. For some reason, I was intrigued. I thought it's interesting. And they, and I started doing that and I found out that I really enjoy helping others. That combined with my passion to support women in the tech industry, you know, I want to help women, and help them really get the confidence they need and and grow and get to executive roles in tech. That kind of led to what I'm doing today. So when we got back to Israel at the end of 2019, I decided that instead of just, you know, looking for a new job, I'm going to do something different. I I didn't know exactly what I'll do, but I knew that I wanted to, you know, fulfill my mission in life and my passion.
0: Is, So software, I mean, just just guessing it's pretty male dominated, Um, maybe not as much as it used to be, but it seems it seems like it probably was. So that that probably was a struggle working up through that and being noticed. And you probably gained a ton of experience um, through through the years meddling through it. And uh, yeah, man, what a great. What a great way to come up with a business. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had my share of uh, struggles and challenges. And uh, I figured, you know, I'm passionate about it. I'm good at this. And it makes a difference. And also, I have so much experience. Why not just combine all of them?
0: Right, right. So heading back to Israel with all this experience and deciding that you're not going to look for a job and you're going to come up with something else. Was it scary?
1: Oh my goodness! It's still scary. <laughs> yeah. It's still scary because I my DNA, my DNA is being an employee, is getting a paycheck. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. And
1: it's fighting my nature. It's fighting something that I'm. That's the only thing I knew. Yep.
0: Yep. Growing up, it's always Paycheck Friday, Paycheck Friday, Paycheck Friday. And now it's like, I I, I know what you're talking about, because I'm kind of in that transition right now of figuring out what the next thing is. Um, We recently, like I I said, we're traveling. We just started um, in September. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been building our RV, like we took an RV and put all new systems in it and things like that. And it's taken like two years um, but recently in September, I, I left my employer and my wife is able to work remotely. So she still mm-hmm. has income. So we didn't we didn't totally cut all the strings. Um, but yeah, I'm here kind of in the wind, figuring out uh, my next path. And I definitely get that. Uh, that uh, Yes, <laughs> that feeling because we of are addicted
1: to it, right? I mean, we, we are addicted to having someone pay for our time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I w- I've been lucky enough, though, through through my career to have um, been laid off, been fired, changed jobs like I I, I quickly got out of that um, that old mentality of staying at a job your whole career because I get bored too quickly. Like I, I consume what I can from a job and then I get bored and I, I sabotage myself to move <laughs> on or, you know, so I've been I've been in that up and down and every time I would be unemployed i was always hustling to find like side work like mowing Mm -hmm. lawns or or cleaning somebody's driveway or you know whatever just to make cash so i have that mentality and i've had it since i was a kid really but uh yeah it's definitely a transition you definitely have to change your mindset or it'll drive you crazy you'll just you'll worry yourself to death
1: (laughs) that's true that's true worrying and yeah. anxiety is something that sometimes happens, right? I mean, you think about okay, what is gonna happen next month? So definitely it's a it's a shift, it's a big shift. And and to be honest, I mean, there's nothing I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying that there is being an employee is a bad thing. There's nothing bad about oh, right. it. And
0: oh, sure. I mean you're and, helping you're helping people that are employees. It would be it would be yeah. kind of counterproductive to get them all to leave. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course, but but regardless of that, I mean, everyone needs something else depending where they're at at li- at life. And I'm not saying that I will never, you know, I'm not like saying, okay, I'll never work for any employer. No, I don't know. Right. And right now, I value my freedom and the ability to choose what I do. But it doesn't doesn't mean that that's what I'll continue. I don't know. As you said, Ryan, right? I mean we evolve we move we do different things uh, it's not the same generation as our parents at least my parents that you just retire in the same place that you worked your entire career
0: right there's so many more options i say th- i think um i think just the availability of those options is the key cuz i mean some people just don't want that anxiety. Some people want to go. They want to go. They want to punch the clock. They want to punch the clock to go home. And then they don't worry about it till the next morning. Um, My nature was I was constantly worrying about the job I wasn't at. So I might as well be working for myself where I can benefit from all this thinking all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: So. All right. So what? how did you go about it? Um You you decided you're going to do something for yourself. What, what, give us some strategies. Like let's, let's talk, let's talk what you did, how you determined what you were going to do, how you went about setting it up, kind <laughs> so, of go down that road.
1: I, I'll be honest. I, I I wasn't sure. I don't, I'm not sure I had a strategy back then because I didn't know exactly what I'll do. What happened was that I started thinking about, okay, who do I know and what can I do? And I started reaching out to people and uh, and I had a connection with the CEO of a company called Power to Fly, uh, which is focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, and I started working with them, actually. That was my first kind of, you know, um, thing as, as, as a consultant. So I was working with them up until like two months ago as a consultant. And in addition, I was kind of uh, starting to get connections, to find people and get the word out there that I'm actually helping others. Yep. I work also through other companies who offer coaching services. So I'm kind of, you know, working through them and they do all the marketing for me, right? Okay. I don't have to do everything by myself. So I think it's about it depending on the profession, but trying to find, okay, maybe I can start as a consultant or maybe I can start working for some kind of a marketplace. Depending Again, depending on what you do, that yes, maybe I'll earn less Right. But I will not have to bo- worry so much about my brand, about getting people to know me, which is a constant. By the way, it's a constant thing. I feel like I always, always have to worry about building and improving my brand.
0: Yep, yep. If you're not, if you're not growing, you're, you're, you're shrinking. If you're, if you're yeah. not, if you're staying the same, you're falling behind. Yeah. Um. I. F- yeah. I feel that. That urgency on a daily basis of being in front of eyes, being in front of eyes, being in front of eyes. And, and I get that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned kind of almost, um, subcontracting with other companies, uh, into the coaching. Uh, I've, I've started poking around with, the um, kind of the gig work, uh, sites like, um, Fiverr and Fiverr. Upwork and th- um, things like that, the different ones like that, both on a um, a hiring side and a, a, a contractor side. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've been, I've been running through some different business ideas in my head that almost as a middleman, almost like the coaching service you would work for, um, and using Fiverr or Upwork as my talent pool. Um, so taking a step back even from going remote and going like that independent contractor and looking at the pool of independent contractors and going, how can this benefit me? Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, wide open. That's the thing. When you decide to cut the ties, you're no longer constrained in what you can do. I mean, you are, but you aren't like your imagination is the limit when you're working for someone else they only want one thing from you the exactly what they lay out from you most
1: that's true that's true and i have a, i personally have a need to do more than one thing and be more than one thing and and the problem with the, as you said like being employed is that the job confined us in a box of okay you need to do a specific role it doesn't mean that you do only one thing but okay this is the the role expectations and vision. that's what you're you're supposed it's their, to do it's
0: their, it's their vision they're building to their vision and you're a piece of that puzzle um, Yeah. you can't now change and be in a different puzzle because you're feeling like it today um you still got to fit in their puzzle because they're paying you that's what they're paying you to do um yeah i, I mean i do consulting I, I have it up on my website and i do consulting on setting up campgrounds for people uh, uh-huh. and uh cryptocurrency like, where oh. am I going to find a job that lets yeah. me do like, those <laughs> other than do my things. website? I'll talk to whoever I want when I schedule them. <laughs> so, cool. yeah, yeah, that that pigeon, you really pigeonhole yourself and you, you open yourself up. So, um, so consulting, is that, is that kind of your, your mainstay at the moment? Are you doing consulting to companies, individuals, um, What's what? What do you got going on? Like, what what is your your day to day?
1: Yeah, so I mainly work with the uh, businesses with companies, not directly with individuals, because uh, I think that's my strategy in general. And I feel I think like helping other people, other women, become better leaders. It makes sense to me that the companies will pay for that rather than the individual pay for themselves. It's not that women cannot invest in their own career, but I prefer the companies to pay. So I usually work with companies that want to support women in their organization. So I do mainly coaching. So mainly coaching, either one-on-one or group coaching. And I do workshops. It can be workshops related to leadership skills. It can be workshops related to presentation skills. Anything that I kind of gained uh, mainly around again, mainly around leadership and communication. Uh, from all the experience that I gained for the over twenty years, I was, <laughs> I was doing what I was doing. Yeah.
0: So, so you just kind of did you just step back and and take a look at what you were passionate about, what what your information kind of like what you felt that you could help with, and said, I'm I'm going for it.
1: Uh, yes, more or less that's a, uh, you know, uh, and I really believe in first finding a specific niche when okay. you want, you know, who do you want to serve? It doesn't mean that uh, you're going to say no to everyone else, but I feel like, at least for me, like I said, okay, I want to help women. I want to h- help women in leadership positions in high tech. In- in technical leadership position. So I really narrow down the audience that I'm serving. And it doesn't mean that I cannot help others, but I think that kind of um, narrowing down to a specific audience helps me know who am I targeting, know what kind of content I want to post. And it helps people connect with me. And again, it doesn't mean that if someone, I mean, I, I am coaching women from HR or from other, you know, areas but and i'm also coaching men but it helps and and that's what i recommend people when they start out start although it sounds counterintuitive say oh i help everyone but actually i i recommend actually narrow that down to who you you want and who you think it can bring the most value
0: okay um and and is that is that uh do you think consulting i guess consulting is a pretty general term but coaching um educating on a specific topic do you think that's kind of the easiest path to self-employment um it, it, it seems like you gravitated toward it because it was a natural fit but i think it really if people step back they can really and they they evaluate like honestly what they know. I think a lot of people are scared that they don't know enough and there's a lot of imposter syndrome, um, things like that. But uh, I think if you evaluate something, you know, a skill you have, I think that consulting education, coaching, coaching, path is is it's the it's the lowest barrier to entry you you, you already have what you need
1: yeah I think that, so what I looked initially to be honest with you Brian I thought about doing something completely different going maybe to because I became vegan five years ago and I'm passionate about nutrition said, oh maybe I'll go directly to a different completely something different but then I realized do I really want to th- throw away all the years of experience that I get in something so I think what you mentioned is correct. The lowest barrier for entry is thinking about all the experience you have, all the knowledge you have, all the things you have done, and how you can utilize that to help others. And, and also, many people, as you said, have imposter syndrome. Do I know enough? Am I an expert? I think the, the right question to ask is, can I bring value? And do I know more than they know? Right. if the answer is yes then yes you can you can serve others you don't have to be the know-it-all have answers to everything under the sun be like
0: a, right
1: you know you i just finally got over I, I got
0: over myself um in that um with the cryptocurrency stuff so i taught myself i taught myself how to start using it and you know all that and i got to a point where i was like i know this really well I could teach somebody that doesn't know anything well there's a million people out there probably more that know more than me like i'm not teaching the majority of people anything but that guy that wants to learn i just taught myself how to do it and then i taught some other people how to do it so up until that intermediate level i'm your guy because i'm going to talk to you like the guy that doesn't know anything
1: (laughs) absolutely and here you go you have your own specific focus audience Right. right You are you are helping those who know nothing about criti- cryptocurrency, like myself, you know, <laughs> and want to and and want to invest in cryptocurrency or whatever. Uh, and a lot of times, actually, because you're not like okay, maybe the top world expert in cryptocurrency, you can speak and explain to people who don't know anything in a right. way that they will understand. And a lot of time, people don't realize that actually being like a top expert in some area makes it difficult for you to really to communicate at a level that can be understood with people who know nothing right. or know a little bit.
0: Yep. Yep. So do you just, I mean, would you advise people that they, they get an idea and they just go for it? Or or should we should we do some planning? Like I I, I always I try to be careful what I say because I don't want anybody yeah. to take my advice and really go downhill. Um, but I think you can plan forever and I think at some point you just gotta make that decision if it's if it's right for you um to do it and you'll save your yeah. swim. I I think that you can plan forever and never do it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um I try to be careful with advices because it, eventually the answer is complicated it depends right it depends right. and yes procrastination is something that happens some people you know will do analysis paralysis and will never take a step but for some people it may not be the right uh, the right move to throw away everything and start right. you know independent because maybe they need a the money right they need to make a living and and you know that when you start a business it takes time. It takes time to make money and uh, if you need the money, that's okay. So do try to do, to take one step at a time. Maybe it's the right thing for you to stay employed and, you know, instead of watching like something on Netflix, invest the time right in, in building a business.
0: Yeah. And I mean, going back to the low barrier to entry, um, schedule and time for consulting and education and things are, it's wide open. Like, you can have a full-time job and do this on the side in the evenings, on the weekends, you can make, um, educational material. That's something I've really started looking to is like eBooks or courses, things like that. Um, that's evergreen. And you put it out on the internet for a, a fee and you keep working your day job. And while you're working your day job, now you're making two incomes and you know, Hopefully, eventually, the one takes over the other and you don't have to go back to that day. But I mean, there are definitely strategies to get into this world, um, this education, consulting, information sharing, basically, um, other than just cutting it and going with it. But um, hey, you got to do what you got to do to get to the goal, right?
1: Yes, and I'll share just like personally for me, what happened was that I was trying actually many years to do different things because I knew that I was not in the place I want to stay, and uh, and I realized that if when I got back here to Israel, I realized that if I will find another job, I will never be able to cut loose. I knew that for me, I had to make a drastic change, although it was still is was scary. <laughs> the price is high, right? I mean, to leave paychecks, comfortable paycheck and, and start from scratch. But for me, I realized, okay, I worked so many years. I saved money. I mean, financially, I can do it. Yep. And that was th- the thing that I believed will will be the right for me. But it doesn't mean that it's right for everyone.
0: Right. And I, I think a lot of, I mean, we I've been down the whole... Um, n- I don't want to say conspiracy theory, but you know, it, it, it it's adva- advantageous for our countries to have employees working when they're taking taxes from employees. Um, I think there is something that as people progress in their careers, it just gets harder to leave. It gets harder, like you said, it you gets get,
1: harder because you have more to lose, right? I mean, correct. I had a lot to lose, a lot, yep. right? Yep, I had. Yep. Paycheck, equity, you know, um, unlimited yeah, house, vacation yeah, days—all you know, the things
0: you get because you have that paycheck too.
1: Yeah, I had so it's actually it's easier to do it when you're just starting out because you don't have a lot to lose, and um, it's easier also to find a different job, right? If you work in an entry level, let's say I don't know, you work in mcdonald's I just you know uh, you're just starting your way out you're even maybe a high school student or whatever and uh, you don't have much to lose because you can get this kind of service job very easily yep At but if you price, work
0: it's like a it's a static move across the board if you go yeah. mcdonald's burger king or whatever
1: yeah but if you if you work as i was like in in a high level position, which there are less of those. It's harder to find a place that you actually want to work for. And, and you have a good,
0: usually the the places you want to work for are, don't have openings because the people that are there want to work for them. (laughs) They don't leave. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, (laughs) it's just harder to make that. And you really have to have strong motivations. One of the things I also ask people if they want to make a change is why? You have to have a very, very big why, which if, if I wake you up in the middle of the night, you can answer that because without a strong why, you will not persist. Because you, right. you probably know that, Brian, it's hard. You have a lot of challenges. You have a lot of struggles. You have a lot of stress and days that you ask yourself, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> why am I doing this, right? Is it worth yeah, it? For sure. oh, for and sure. if you have a strong why, and a strong passion for that, you say, okay, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm just gonna continue.
0: Yeah, it's that. It's that. <laughs> um, my some of my fellow podcasters, we were talking because I, I, uh, we just ended a, a side project we were doing together, and uh, he said, he's like, so y- you've done this for a year, you do it five days a week, and then interviews and everything, and all these projects. He's like do you is there ever a time you don't want to do it and i'm like routinely routinely i sit in front of this microphone like three minutes before i have to turn it on and i'm like oh man i want to do something else right now but like you said the why the why it, it my consistency is is getting to my why and doing it every day is is it's heading to that goal um that's what gets you through. That's good. It's, it's what gets you through when it's like your why when you have a, a job is your paycheck. If I don't show mm-hmm. up, I don't get my paycheck. I don't keep my job. Your why when you're doing it for yourself, there's no like, yes, it's the paycheck. But today might not be a paycheck. Like I might have to do everything I'm doing today for for free for that why. And yeah, I think you nailed it without that why there's really there's a really a lot of leeway to just not do it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> you you're bringing up all these wonderful points. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So so for the people I now I'm curious uh, with your coaching. Um, so I have a lot of people in my audience from all different um, employment. There, I mean, there's a huge portion. Ooh, lost you for a second. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I, I hear you now. We're back. Um,
0: yeah. So there's lots of people in my audience that are in the corporate world are in the employee role. Um, and that's what you advise. You, you teach uh, strategies for women's growth, um, for strong leadership. Um, For those people that aren't breaking free into this type of world, I'm curious, what are some of the main things that you kind of focus on that make a strong employee that help them them move up that ladder?
1: Yeah, so um, by the way, I don't teach. (laughs) uh, 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 I I just help them realize, first of all, I mean, uh, women have a tendency to... Not all of them I'm making a huge generalization, but in general, women have a tendency to have less confidence and um, to be more um, criticizing about themselves, not appreciate themselves enough. Um, and uh, also think that if they do a good job, someone will notice and, and you know, and, and promote them. Typically doesn't happen. I can tell you from experience. So uh, what I do is I try first to kind of realize, okay, what do they want to do? Or what do you, What's their goals? And help them realize that if they don't know. Identifying their strengths and passions and figuring out, again, depending on the unique situation, what they need to do in order to uh, get up the ladder. And it depends. It can be that someone is doing a great job, but is not externalizing what she does. So she needs to work on her own employee branding, right? Within the company, you need to have a brand. It's important that people, not just your manager, but people around you will know what you're doing. Not right. to show off, not to do it artificially, but still people need to understand what you're doing. As a manager, I can tell you that when I was promoting people, especially to higher positions, to higher levels, I could never promote someone if people, other people didn't know what they were doing and appreciated them. You know because they're questioning
0: they ask- they're questioning the decision.
1: Yeah they ask who is this person? I don't know them. Why so would-
0: someone someone that's someone that's singing their own not, not necessarily singing their own praises but just putting it out there what they're accomplishing, what they're doing, it makes it as a manager much easier for you to say, hey, to justify your decision. To
1: it's not just to justify, but a lot of times um again, especially when you want to promote people in the higher positions, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it's, I don't know, uh, director, VP levels, like in the higher levels, other people need to know them, to know their impact. It just, otherwise, you know, it, it will not work. And it's not just constantly saying, oh, here, look at me, this is what I'm doing. But finding ways to externalize, it can be presenting it in different forums, sending some updates, it can be different depending on the situations and what is the organizational culture. Maybe can do different um, learning activities to help others. Right? If you are software engineers and you know something very well, maybe you can do some internal webinars in the company and educate others. It can be multiple things. Not just saying, hey, look at me. This is what I'm doing all the time. Just broadcasting will not help. You need to connect with people and and find the right ways to externalize how good you are and the contributions that you are making. Not just hard work, but contributions. And this is also another thing that many people think, oh, I'm working so hard. I should be promoted. I'm here for so long. (laughs) It's not about tenure and it's not about hours a day. That matters the most. The most is impact.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. We, uh, my, my community, uh, we have really latched on to value for value um, as a, as kind of a philosophy. Um, basically, in the content creation world, um, you know, we use services like Fountain, is a podcast player that uses cryptocurrency. Mm. Uh, It's that kind of world, but um, it's, you know, I bring value in this interview, then someone else um, streams me micro payments of cryptocurrency back, Uh, I provide value, they provide value back, but we've really started looking at everything that way. Um, And what you're explaining is just putting value out there to the company, not being there just doing your job, but giving value showing, teaching people, doing webinars, things that you that you um, that you kind of mentioned there. But then you have to do it and be willing to give it away. And then the value can come back to you. So you put that value out there, people pick up on it, and they return value to you, either they teach you something, or they bring you a cup of coffee, because they really enjoyed it, or you get that promotion, or you get that respect. Um, value is all very subjective depending on the situation so I really see that value for value model there but the key to that and I realized it um, long after starting to think about it was you have to be willing to put the value out there for free to get value back I can't expect to get it I mean you can but you have to be willing you have to be willing to put it out there for free
1: yes and uh, and It goes also to, you know, when people want to be promoted, one of the things one of my managers told me, and I remember that till this day, that people get promoted when they already operate at the next level. And and people tend to think, oh, but how can I operate at the next level if someone didn't give me the authority, right? I mean, (laughs) they didn't give me the authority to do it. So, yeah, well, you can do it. Mm -hmm. By taking initiatives, by doing above and beyond your current job, by identifying areas where no one is taking responsibility and bring value. And as you said, Brian, you have to do it really genuinely to give value. Obviously, you need people to know you're doing it, not just do it, uh, you know, secretly. Uh, well, but yeah. do it without expecting an immediate return without saying oh I'm doing it only because I want to be promoted but really doing it because you care because you're passionate, because you want to make an impact and also you want I mean it's okay to to also want to be rewarded. That's you okay can have
0: it, you could have an end goal but I think you just you can't expect that can't be the reason you're doing it. I mean, it yeah. can, but it's the, you're going to be disappointed more often than not. I think. I mean, yeah. maybe not. Maybe, maybe the genuine nature of getting it out there um, helps the, the message be received. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so what else? Um, being confident. Being confident and putting, showing what, uh, what you're doing. Uh, I, I love the, the thought of working at that higher level. You have to be performing at that higher level to achieve yeah. that, promotion. that, that really, that's, uh, that's simple, but so powerful. Really?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, I any, any other tips, advice? this is fantastic. Any other tips ad, uh, advice for I mean managers trying to get the most out of their employees or, or employees or employees' advice? this is this is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh so
1: yeah, oh. and I think that uh, enjoying the process, enjoying the way, not just always, so we have a tendency as humans, and I see that a lot also with women to always look at what we haven't achieved yet, to always look forward, right? Oh, I want to be promoted. I want to move there. I want to do this. But we need to also appreciate and enjoy the process, the way there, not just the end goal, right? I mean, if I'm starting, if I'm trying to grow my business, I might as well just be there at the moment and enjoy what I'm doing. Enjoy the conversation with you, Brian. Enjoy the coaching sessions that I'm having enjoying the post that I'm, you know, I'm posting out there to LinkedIn and thinking maybe no one is even looking, but eventually people are looking. Mm-hmm. And occasionally I get, Oh, I, I follow you. You, you do so good. So enjoy, enjoy doing away, way and uh, not just always look for the next thing because otherwise you'll be very frustrated.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so where is there, a good way to so i'm i'm picturing kind of how i did it and and kind of transitioning back to that getting and working for yourself and doing that uh is there a is there is there value to just sitting looking at where you're at and and kind of picturing is this where i want to be is this what i want to be doing is that like daydreaming about the future is that kind of the way to figure out whether you kind of want to stay in that corporate lane or you want to veer off like how do you how not you i know how we talked about how you did it but somebody's sitting in that cubicle right now listening they got their earbuds on the friday after this comes out and they're listening to this and they're like man that might be for me but i'm really not sure
1: yeah. So I think it's a combination and I actually did a, an article just about that, right? I mentioned how uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And there's a model called Ikiyagi. It's a it's a Japanese actually uh, model that looks at different aspects in your life. And you can ask yourself different questions. First of all, what do you love doing? Uh, it could be work or not work related, right? I mean, as you find out, uh, Brian, that there are certain things you like doing and they not they may not all are directly linked to each other. You like cryptocurrency and you like, uh, designing campground or whatever. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and think also, will I do it even if someone didn't pay me? Meaning if someone asked for your help, Brian, with how to start in cryptocurrency, you know, would you do it? Would you give them an advice? Would you enjoy actually helping someone?
0: I do it every day. So that, <laughs> you that do it every day, right?
1: <laughs> so it means that you actually love it. You are it, the same for me, right? I started mentoring completely for free and I still volunteer in different organizations that are close to my heart. And I enjoy it. I, I just love doing it. It's not to say that just volunteer all your time and don't expect anything in return, and just kind of it, it's a good indication to realize if you actually enjoy something, Right? right? The next question would be, what are you good at? What are you get really good at? And ask yourself, okay, list all the things you feel like you're good. And ask people around you, friends, family, colleagues, ex-colleagues, what are they seeing you? What are the things you're really good at? Like for me, I know that I'm really, I'm a good listener. I'm empath- I am I, I pathetic. <laughs> Women cry before <laughs> me all the time because I allow them the space to be themselves and I'm coming completely non judgmental. And, but on the other hand, I know how to push them. I know how to kind of be sometimes a little bit kind of uh, not just do something about it, just push them a little bit out of their comfort zone individually, right? What, so identify what are you really good at? What are your strengths? And again, it can be things that you do at the work and maybe things that you do outside of work. Because for you, Brian, maybe you're a good listener. Maybe you, You want to help people. You know how to explain things in a way that it's easier for people to understand. You're a self-learner. You know how to learn things independently. So kind of try to ask yourself, what am I really good at? And then the other question would be, what would people actually pay money for? What would people need? So in your case, people that want to get into crypto. Cryptocurrency, yes, they can find YouTube's, I don't know, some information for free, but I would actually appreciate and pay for someone who knows what they're doing and can actually guide them step by step. Right. How to get started, right? Mm -hmm. And there is another philosophical question what does the world need? (laughs) This is kind of philosophical. In my opinion, the world needs more women in tech. I think diversity is important. The world will be a better place if there are more women in power in general, not just in tech. But that's my philosophy. For you, it may be something different. The world is a different, Is it will be a better place if more people are going outdoor and enjoying camping, for example, right? The world <laughs> would be a, a better place if we are not controlled by banks and people take control of their own money, whatever it is. So right. it's kind of, a, and the a combination of those four, is where you should focus
0: right right yeah uh, you were mentioning the first um the first part and what would you do if if people weren't paying you and uh that's it's interesting i asked a friend of mine who was contemplating um whether they wanted to continue an endeavor they were doing it was it was it was a, a self-employment type situation um and we got talking about, we just had this huge lottery here in the, in the U S yeah. uh, the mega millions was like yes. $1.2 billion. billion yeah, and It was just stupid money. Like if you want it, obviously you wouldn't have to do anything. If you didn't want, it, you could like sit and contemplate the sun or whatever. Um, and I asked him, I said, well, if you won, if you won the lottery, would you still do it? Like, would you, would you get up in the morning and would you still do it? And he's like, I don't know. I said, well, then you don't want to do it. (laughs) Like you don't don't want to do it. You're doing it because you feel like you have to, um, that, that lottery question is the, it's a really, if you can think about it like honestly to yourself, um, and not no, well, I just won the lottery. Like if you could honestly say, if I don't have to do this, would I still do it? And answer, yes, I think you're on the right path.
1: Yeah, and, and and just for the cynics in the audience, right, they will say, oh, but if I won the lottery, and everyone will say, I will just go to a beach, have a coconut, <laughs> you know, in my hand. And, uh, and But the real answer is, and you can look at people that have more money that they and their, you know, uh, children and grandchildren can ever, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, spend. It still work. They still do something, right? They are either creating nonprofits, they are giving back, they are making something out of their life. They are making an impact because eventually, we all are motivated by making some kind of impact in the world. We yes, we can sit for a while, maybe a year. Maybe we can say okay, especially if you're burned out. Yes, maybe if you won the lottery, you would take some money and not do anything for a while. I, but hope,
0: you, I hope you do. I, I hope but you I'm do. Making, and it's okay also amazing. to relax.
1: <laughs> but it will not sustain. There are researchers that, that say that, you know, people when they are uh, retire, you know, and they have nothing to do, they die sooner. Yep. And yep. also there are some researchers about, you know, I don't know if you heard of it. I, I'm just, you know, kind of off topic. There are blue zones in the world. Of people who lived naturally over 100 years, there are certain blue zones in the world, like Okinawa in Japan, yep. uh, uh, Sardinia in Italy. There are different places in the world, and one of the things that that you know uh, found out about those people is that they they actually are involved in the community and they are active. They are doing things. They are not just sitting at home all day watching TV. They are doing something. Some of them work. Some of them just garden. Some of them, they go outdoor. They have communities. They are active until their last day.
0: Yep. Yeah, I was, uh, I talked to somebody a few weeks ago. Actually, it actually aired uh, the beginning of January that we talked about how to gain financial freedom is to be doing something that you just want to do until the day you fall over. Like, yeah that you don't want to retire from you don't need to retire from that's that's the really it's not like save up enough to ride out the rest yeah doing something that you don't want to ever leave you're going to live longer you're going to enjoy your life more and you're not going to be counting down the days till I don't have to do this ever again like I looked at that for a long time in the beginning of my work career and said there's something wrong with there's something wrong with dry like counting down the days till i don't have to do this anymore like how can i get myself into a situation where i don't i don't want to not do what i'm doing like isn't that the point (laughs) like do do something that you're enjoying every day and you don't have to count down the days till you can stop and i would look at these people in the industries i'm in i did a lot of manual labor um maintenance technicians and factories and stuff where we were a little a on the on the higher end of the the employee scale Mm
1: -hmm. and I would
0: look at the guys that like were the the entry-level worker for the whole 30 years they worked there and they're sitting at their retirement party on Friday and they got their cake and their 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 pizza party and no one in the room is smiling like you see pictures and video and it's like no one here is smiling (laughs) How horrible is this place? That this guy's getting out of here. After, he's not smiling. None of his coworkers are smiling. It's just like this is where I come every day and punch my clock. And like I, that's not for me. And it, and if it's for you, fantastic. Like hopefully you go home and you have a very fulfilling life in the evening. Um, it's just not for me. And that I, those were kind of some of the signs that I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something different. I gotta figure it out. Um, and it took me twenty years, but I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> it's okay it took me also many years I mean a- as long as you know you're getting there you're and and to be honest you know I don't know if what I'm doing today I'll do until the day I die I don't know maybe maybe things will change maybe I'll realize one day that I, I do want to go into you know a uh, nutrition or whatever or maybe something else interests me that's okay I I I don't want to confine myself to doing one thing for the rest of my life
0: right right we don't I don't think naturally we're supposed to, I think, I think you, you go through your day and you look at all the different things you do, all the different things you think about. Um, why, why is your career the same thing for the whole, the whole time? That's the only thing that would be like constant other than like waking up going to sleep and eating. Um, what, why is work that? And yeah, I,
1: yeah. And I think, you know, nowadays, um, the newer generation, they're not looking at things the same way we did even, you know. and uh, We switched jobs, right? In my generation, you, you had a profession and you went up the ladder and you moved different jobs. I think the new generation, the Generation Z, they're even looking at it differently. They say, I want to move sideways, not just up the ladder. I just want to not just switch jobs. I want to experiment in different things. I want to do different things, not just one thing. And many companies today look at internal mobility and transferable skills and how they can keep and retain good people by allowing them to learn something else and maybe do a different role. So it's evolving even be- beyond what was in, you know, when I started working that you only did like a specific path.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, you're mentioning it. It's really, it's funny to, to look at that. Like, I, I saw the generation in front of me like you did that it was you got your job and you stayed there like you're you you get that watch after 40 years and you walk away um, and then I I broke free of that and like I skipped I skipped the the uh, getting promotions to the next job but I I skipped that stage I was I went right to what you just described in I was more than willing to get a job, go up two rungs, go to a completely different ladder, (laughs) totally different career path, different industry, whatever, take two steps back and go to that and work up a few rungs and then go to a completely different industry and try that out and go up a couple rungs. And I was more than willing to just fluctuate in that same band of entry level to skill mastery and totally throw it away to go to a. Different job altogether, different industry, different type of job, different skills. Um, but that's what I am. Like I am a, I'm a constant learner. And that's what I was getting the value was learning the, all the stuff. Yeah.
1: And uh, this is brave <laughs> and hard, right? <laughs> I mean, it's brave it be- or
0: stupid, depending on who you talk to.
1: Because once you accomplish something, you have to go and start from scratch. It's very scary for many. Think about how scary it is for people. And to, after they master a skill to say, okay, now I want to do something completely different. I want to learn it from scratch. It's hard. It's hard. You need to have a lot of courage to to be willing to let go of what you accomplished. You never start completely from scratch because we evolve all the time. And when you're in your 20s, you're not the same person as you were in the 30s, even if you switch completely. But still it's hard it takes courage
0: I, I always looked at it that they were paying me to learn a skill because I always have the skill forever like everything that I picked up for the f- three years five years however long I could stick it out I was I was gaining that I, they can't take that away from me and they were paying me to learn so mm-hmm. now I'm to a point where I gotta pay myself to learn <laughs> I have to figure out how to pay myself because I'm sick of other people paying me to learn <laughs> but yeah I mean, it really, yeah, you just have to get your own, what you're, what you're looking to get out of a job, what you're looking to get out of your employer. Um, And if, if you can make it work for you, go for it, go for it. Like today, we've talked about strategies to grow within, to grow within a career, grow within the, the corporate normal job structure and how to, how to jump out and do it on your own. Um, I think we covered everybody. I think we kind of covered everybody's situation. So,
1: (laughs) Yeah. And everyone have to find their own path. Uh, There's no right or wrong.
0: Right. Right. So what's, what's coming up for you? You, um, you mentioned that you are writing articles, putting out articles on LinkedIn, you're doing coaching, um, What's what's the near future look like for you? And uh, what do you got coming up? Anything big? So
1: I'm doing coaching, but I'm also... So I, I was late, right, to this recording because I met with a podcaster in Tel Aviv and uh, I'm going to start my own podcast. And I'm a little bit nice. scared about it, but uh, I've I i I've been contemplating about it for too long that uh, it's, it's about time to do something about it.
0: I took two years from the time the time that I decided I was going to do it till the time I recorded my first episode was two years. So don't wait two years because the thing that I wish I had done every day is have two extra years of episodes. (laughs) So yeah, definitely do it and and know that no one's going to listen. I mean, hopefully everybody listens to the first episode, but know that uh, you can be really crappy at the beginning because you don't have anybody listening, and you get better. And the people that are listening don't care if you're crappy anyway because they just support you for who you are.
1: Yeah, and I think that you know I'm imperfect. I have no problem with that. I'm not a perfectionist, and um, I, <laughs> you know, I I think that if I Try to bring value in every episode, even if it's imperfect and it has some glitches and all that, people are going to be forgiving as long as they get something out of it.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, you're gonna do great. You do, you do, you did fine here. I mean, you have <laughs> thank you. No... <laughs> uh, so, where, where can uh, let's 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 wrap it up here. Where can my 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 listeners find you? Where they where can they read more about you? I know you don't have the podcast started yet, but uh, is that is there a kind of a landing page for you or where where can uh, they? You know?
1: I have a website, limorbergman.com. And I encourage usually people to actually go to LinkedIn, to Limor Bergman on LinkedIn and find me because there you can actually get to know me a little bit. Okay. Uh, Because I post a lot and I put, you know, different recordings like that one. So I sure. encourage people to look at LinkedIn. If you're not there, you should be there. <laughs> you yeah know?
0: yeah I ha- I have your website in the in the video description. I will have your LinkedIn profile in the video description, uh, the audio description, everybody will be able to find that stuff. Thank I you. encourage them to go and uh, and connect with you on LinkedIn and and start seeing your stuff i I, i'm excited to to hear the podcast come out i'm i'm excited to listen to what you have to say um yeah any uh any last words we got a we got a couple minutes here we're coming up on the hour if you got a you got anything you want to say to wrap things up i'd be happy to let you have the floor
1: yeah just i mean i want to end by uh just uh, saying to everyone just do what you believe in, follow your passions, follow your dreams. Don't let anyone stop you or tell you that that's not what you should do or you're crazy or whatever. Just follow your heart.
0: That's fantastic. I I mean, I, ca- I can't really sum it up any better than that. So I would like to thank you for being here, Lamar. It's been great. It's been great talking to you. I wish you all the best with your podcast. And uh, everybody, go check her stuff out. And, um, yeah, stay tuned and we will be back soon with another episode of lots to talk about with who knows, we talk to everybody, but thanks Lamor for hanging out thank with you. us this morning. It's been a great chat and, uh, you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.
1: You too. Thank you.